Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days he would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land he gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. And Shalom. This is your host, Sister Donna Deckard, and this is the House of Ephraim show on Tuesday, January, not January, <laughs> February the 7th, 2023. Yes. <laughs> yep, it's February, February the 7th. Yes, and today, well, it's Teacher's Tuesday, but first, a word from our announcer. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Welcome back. This is your host, Sister Donna Deckard, and I have a few announcements that I want to make. First of all, I want to remind each of you that we do have a quarterly coming up. That is coming up in April. Yes, April the 21st through the 23rd. And that will be a Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday services. And so we ask that you pre-register. You know the drill if you've done it before. We want you to pre-register so we can make sure we have enough food to feed all of you. Registration has raised. As you know, when you go to the grocery store, it costs more money. Yes, so we are raising registration to $25, all right? $25. We're going to see how that works. And uh, hopefully we don't have to raise it any more than that. The registration will be $25. We will have available uh, the online for those of you who cannot make it, and that registration will also be $25. And so um, if you are, are interested, please send in that registration. Be sure and let us know, and we will, we will look forward to either hugging your neck or getting you the link for the streaming for that. Check out our itinerary page at jewishprofit.com. We also have available Sabbath fellowship, and this is online weekly with Prophet Mark Reinbold on Friday nights on our YouTube channel, Jewish Prophet. 
We also have Wednesday evenings with myself on that same YouTube channel. We have Blog Talk Radio, of course, on this station five days a week with the late Prophet Deckard and myself. We have another Blog Talk Radio channel. When On it, we have Prophet Gary Burpee on Tuesday, Prophet Greg Burpee on Thursdays. If you are interested in any of these and want the links, phone numbers, and, and dates and times and all that, email us at cradle at jewishprophet.com, and we'll get that information out to you. Well, last week we began the study on Pesach, Passover. Pesach, it's spelled P-E-S-A-C-H. That's the Hebrew spelling for Passover, okay? Pesach. It's the time when, the, when Israel left Egypt. And it is key to all that is done in accordance to God. God was forming his leadership into getting them ready through having unleavened bread and eating in haste. And we see this as we look at the scriptures. And it was all leading up to the time when they would leave Egypt. God knew they were going to go to Egypt. God told Abraham before, in fact, just turn with me there. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 15. God told Abraham before, before he had a child, he told him, you will have a child, and he told him they will be They will be slaves in a nation. God knew about Egypt. We are told God knows the beginning to the end. God knows. Genesis 15, 12, and 14. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram, and lo, a horror of great darkness fell on him. And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs and shall serve them, and they will afflict them 400 years. And also that a nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and after shall they come out with great substance. So God told Abram this before he even had Isaac. Before it happened. So God was leading all this up. He knew what he had planned, and he was leading this all up to that Passover. Why? Because God was leading it all up to what? The death of Yeshua on the cross. God had a plan. You see, sin had came in and ruined the Garden of Eden. Sin had come in. And God was making a way that we could fellowship once again with him in holiness and righteousness. And Passover, Passover, is key. Turn to Genesis 18. 
Genesis 18, 1 through 10. And the Lord appeared unto Abraham in the plains of Maar, and he said unto at the tent of the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them at the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away from me, I pray thee, for thy, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray thee, be fetched, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree, and I will fetch a morsel of bread, and comfort ye your hearts after you shall pass on, for therefore are you come to, thy, to your servant. And, he said, and they said, So do as thou hast said. And Abraham hastened to the tent and to Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal kneaded and make cakes upon the earth. And Abraham ran to the herd and fetched the calf and tender and good and gave it to the young men. And he hastened to dress it. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed. And he set it before them and he stood by them under the tree and they did eat. And they said to him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, thy wife, shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent that was behind him. And she laughed. She laughed because you know what? She'd already passed the age, and the, and the physical ability to have children. Girls, she'd been through menopause. There wasn't no way this old woman was having a baby. And she laughed. She also laughed because Abraham was an old man by now. She didn't figure he could have a kid either. But I want you to notice that he said, quickly make the bread. Just as they were told in Egypt to quickly eat the meal. Turn to Genesis 19. God is God is 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 doing He's doing He's He's building this. He's planting seeds. You see, God is a God of faith and He's planting seeds for 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 the Passover of Egypt that's coming. Genesis 19, 1 through 3, and there came two angels to Sodom, even, and, and Lot sat at the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them. And he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Behold, my lords, turn in, I pray thee, into thy, your servant's house, and tarry all night, and wash your feet, and you can rise up early and go on your way. And they said, Nay, 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 no, 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 no. But we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned into him, and he entered into his house, and he made them a feast, and did break unleavened bread. It was Passover. It was Passover. And if you'll remember the story, they said to what? To leave Sodom hastily. Just as and the Israelites were told to leave Egypt hastily. Exodus 
accident. See, God never does anything in secret. He was preparing them to receive and keep the feast called Passover. Exodus 12, 1 through 14. Exodus 12, 1 through 14. And the Lord spake to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt. Saying, this month shall be unto you the beginnings of months. It will be the first year, month of the year to you. Speak ye unto the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth of this month you shall take to them every man a lamb. According to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. Now I want you to, want you to notice something. God was specifically telling them exactly what day, what month, and ultimately it was what year that they were to do this. It was the 10th day, and on the lunar calendar, the month begins at new moon. And Passover, Passover would be during full moon. So they would have light to leave Egypt. They would have light to leave Egypt. And if the household is too little for a lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of souls. Every man according to his eating shall make his count for the lamb. In other words, like when I, when I would plan a big meal for, for uh, like Thanksgiving or Christmas and we'd bake a big turkey, I would count how many people were coming and I would figure, okay, I need at least a pound of meat or that turkey. I need a pound of that turkey for each person. And then when I baked that turkey, now I'm not talking about just turkey meat. I'm talking about the whole turkey. Like we'd have 20 people, I would get a 20-pound a, a or bigger turkey. So we had enough meat for everybody. And he's saying here, take according to the number of souls, every man according to his eating. And so, you know, you take into consideration a child's not going to eat as much as an adult. You may have one adult who eats a lot of turkey. Okay? And here, of course, he was talking about the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it out from the sheep and from the goats, and you shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month. Now, I want you to look at that. What is that? Exactly two weeks after new moon. The whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening, and they shall take the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper posts of the houses where they shall eat it. This is where they were to eat the lamb, in their home where they had put the blood on the doorposts. You can't take the sacrificial blood of Yeshua and put it on anybody else, and it works. It only works on your doorpost. That's the reason why you can't make someone else accept Yeshua. It is a personal choice. Parents, 
you want your child to serve God, you want them to get saved, you want them to make Yeshua Lord of their life, but you cannot make them do it. It is a personal choice. Oh, you can make them, you can make them participate as they're growing up, but once they leave, it is a personal choice what they're going to do. You have no control over it except the influence that you gave as they were growing up. Verse 8, they shall eat the flesh in the night and roast with fire, unleavened bread, and bitter herbs. Notice the unleavened bread. They shall eat it. Eat not of it raw or sodden at all with water, but roast with fire, his head with his legs and with the putinance thereof. And you shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, and that which remaineth of it until the morning you will burn with fire. And thus shall you eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand. You shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. This was the first time that God told them what it was about. It was the Lord's Passover. Not the Jewish Passover. Not the Hebrew Passover. Not the Passover of the Jews. It was the Lord's Passover. It is when God passed over Egypt and every house that did not have the sacrificial blood of the lamb on the doorpost, the firstborn was going to die. The firstborn of man and beast, God was going to make a point. Verse 12, And I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, And I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord, thy God. I am the Lord. God was making a point. God had stamped his name. I am the Lord. Anytime God stamps his name on something, it's because it's important. And it's God's, it's going to be done. I remember watching the Ten Commandments as a girl. And, and you would watch the pharaohs. And, and they would say, when they'd make a rule, they'd point to the scribe and they'd, they'd flick their little, their little well, not a wand, but their, I can't remember the name of it, but there wasn't even a staff. Well, you know what I'm talking about. They'd flick it towards the scribe and they'd say, so let it be written, so let it be done. God put his name, so let it be written, so let it be done. God was making a statement. He's like, look, this is going to happen. This was going to happen. Verse 13. The Lord's Passover. The Lord's Passover. The blood shall be unto you a, a token or a sign upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, 
I will pass over you. And the plague will not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. And this day shall be to you a memorial. That you will keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generation. This is why we keep Passover. It's a memorial. It's a remembrance. It's a remembrance. You know, I think it's very interesting. The Christians, they fight keeping Passover. Well, we ain't going to do that. That's a Jewish thing. No, it's a God thing. It's a God thing. But yet you let some group decide, you know, this is going to be this is going to be Mother's Day. Have you ever searched to find out how Mother's Day started? This is going to be Father's Day. Well, the, the Christians, they don't fight about that. They don't say, well, that was a holiday that was based on, on, on this person who founded it. No, they celebrate it. You know, they celebrate it. This is the Lord's Passover. And it is to be a memorial. And it will be kept a feast to the Lord throughout your generation. You shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. We're going to be keeping, we're going to be keeping Passover as a memorial, a remembrance forever. It was a law, a command. Forever. Exodus chapter 12. Exodus 12. Passover was about the death of a sacrificial lamb. Exodus 12, verse 40 and 42. Now the sojourning of the children of Israel who dwelled in Egypt was, guess how long? 430 years. 430 years. And it came to pass at the end of the 430 years, even the self-same day, it came to pass that all the hosts of the Lord went out to the land of Egypt. Well, Sister Donna, God said they'd be, they'd be in that land for 400 years. Well, I want you to think about something. That first 30 years, they weren't slaves. That first 30 years includes the time that probably that Jacob was in there. Or not Jacob, Joseph. They didn't come until the famine started. And that king treated them, he treated them as important. But after he passed, then things changed. Then things changed. It came to pass at the end of that, that self-same day, God, they came into Egypt on Passover, and they left on Passover. All the hosts of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. It is a night to be much observed unto the Lord, to bring them out from the land of Egypt. This is the night of the Lord will be observed 
of all the children of Israel in their generations. Back up to verse 31 through 38. We're in Exodus 12. And he called Moses and Aaron by night and said, rise up. This is Pharaoh speaking to Moses and Aaron. He said, get up, get you forth among my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go and serve the Lord as you have said. Take your flocks, your herds, as you have said, and be gone. And bless me. The Egyptians were urgent unto the people that they might send them out of the land in haste. For they said, we are all dead men. They didn't know who else was going to die. They all went to bed that night. And somewhere during the night, death happened in their homes. Somewhere during the night, the firstborn. The firstborn child, possibly dad or mom, could have been a firstborn. They died during the night. The firstborn of their cattle, all the beasts, the firstborn died during that night. And they didn't know. They didn't know. They were like, we're all like dead men. We may all die. Get out of here. Get out of here. The people took their dough before it was leaven, their kneading troughs being bound up in their clothes upon their shoulders. And the children of Israel did according to the words of Moses. They borrowed from the Egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold and remnant. They went and borrowed from the Egyptians. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so they lent unto them such things as they required, and they spoiled the Egyptians. Do you remember what God told Abraham? He said, they, Your offspring will be. Strangers in a land, and you, they will serve them, and they will be afflicted for 400 years. That happened. And also that nation whom they shall serve, I will judge. Well, that happened too. And afterwards shall they come out with great substance. And that happened too. Israel never fired a shot, but they spoiled the Egyptians. The children of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Sukkot, about 600,000 on foot with men that were men besides the children. And a mixed multitude went up with them. A mixed multitude. A mixed multitude. You know what that means? They weren't all Israelites. But I want you to think about something. When they got to Mount Sinai, everybody, including the ones who weren't Israelites, 
the whole multitude stood at the foot of Mount Sinai and agreed to the covenant that God made. Israel was the firstborn, but there's many born. See, that's the reason why it's so important. People come and they're like, well, I don't know that I'm, I have, have Jewish roots. doesn't matter. Your ancestors, if they were at the foot of Mount Sinai, you, you were seed in that ancestor. You made a covenant. And that is why you were pulled into this. That is why your heartstrings were pulled and your spirit jumped when you heard the message. Because you are required to keep that covenant that your ancestor way back at Mount Sinai agreed to God to make. Exodus 4, 21 and 23. Exodus 4, and the Lord said to Moses, when thou goes and returns into Egypt, see that thou do all those wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in thy hand. I will harden his heart, and he will not let the people go. And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. And I say unto thee, let my son go, that he may serve me. And if you refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay your son, even your firstborn. God was serious, wasn't he? God was serious. God said, Israel is my firstborn son. God, God is making a big deal about the firstborn. And that continues on. That continues on. Exodus 10, 21 through 24. The firstborn is important. And the Lord said to Moses, 10, 21, stretch out thine hand toward heaven that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness that can be felt. And Moses stretched forth his hand toward heaven, and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt for three days. And they saw not one another, neither rose any from his place for three days. But, I love it, but is in the scripture. But all the children of Israel had lied in their dwellings. What? What? Everybody was in the dark in Egypt, but Israel was in the light. Not for a few hours, not for one day, not for two days. For three days. 
God was making a difference. God was saying, this is my firstborn. And Pharaoh called unto Moses and said, go ye and serve the Lord. Let your flock and your herd stay. Let your little ones also go with you. What was Pharaoh trying to do here? God's firstborn son, he would let go, but he wanted to keep the firstborn of the beast. God said, no, we're taking our cattle too. <laughs> he said, in fact, we're going to ta- we're going to spoil you, Egypt. We're, we're going to take your silver and gold too. Exodus 12, 22 and 24. You shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin. And strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. And the Lord will pass through and smite the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood upon the lintel and the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer, the destroyer, to come into your house and to smite you. And you shall observe this thing for an ordinance in thee and thy sons forever. This was written by God himself in heaven, and it would be done forever. It would be done forever. Exodus 11, 4 through 9. And Moses said, Exodus 11, 4. And Moses said, thus says the Lord, about midnight I will go out into the midst of Egypt. All the firstborn of the land of Egypt shall die from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits upon the throne even to the firstborn of the maidservant that is behind the mill and all the firstborn of the beast. There shall be a great cry. There will be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt. Such as none, like none, like it, nor shall be any like it anymore. But against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue against the man or beast that you shall know how the Lord doth put a difference between the Egyptian and the Israelite. God puts a difference. God puts a difference. Let me tell you something. Prophet and I were touring the United States. The prophet was telling the vision of the plague that is to come yet. No, we haven't. We have not experienced the, the plague that he saw the vision of. No, we just had a practice round, people. It was a practice round. Did you have enough in your stores? Were there things that you didn't have that you need to have ready? It was a practice round. 
But I remember as we were touring the United States, and Prophet would minister on the transition of the church and the importance of keeping the covenant and keeping Shabbat and keeping the Levitical feast that is included this Pesach that we're studying now. And then he would minister on the plague and the vision and the plague that's going to come that's going to kill millions. Millions. Not thousands. Millions. Millions. And he told how that he saw in the vision a sage, Bible-toting, tongue-talking Christian carrying his child that had died and crying out to God and saying, Why? I'm a Christian. Why did Psalms 91 not protect my child? I serve you, God. Why did my child die in the plague? The prophet said, the protection from this plague, you have to keep covenant. You have to keep Shabbat. You have to keep the Levitical feast. You have to keep the covenant or you do not have the protection of Psalms 91. Just as the Israelites had to obey specifically what Moses told them. They could have decided, you know what, we're not going to bring that, that lamb in on the 10th. We'll wait till the 11th. We're not going to kill the lamb on the 14th. We'll wait till the 15th. We're not going to put the blood on the doorpost, as Moses said. That's silly. Why would you paint blood on your doorpost? Well, that's going to be a chore to get it off later on. Well, they didn't have to worry about that, did they? They had to do exactly as Moses told them. And he had given them instructions exactly as God had instructed him. We have to do exactly as the prophet taught, taught us to keep the covenant, to keep the Levitical feast, to be fruit producers, to have Yeshua, to tithe and give on. We have to do that. For God's protection in this coming plague. And I remember after the prophet would minister, he would tell them, come forward. God has instructed me to put oil on you, to mark your forehead. And they would come up by the droves. 
Every place we were at, they would come up for the protection. And they would get the the oil put on their forehead. And they would smugly sit down in their seats, feeling protected. And then Prophet would look at them. And he'd say, let me tell you something. If you do not keep the covenant, if you do not keep Shabbat, Friday night sundown to Saturday night sundown, if you do not keep the Levitical feast, if you do not do both having Yeshua and keeping the covenant, All that on your forehead is just oral that you're going to wipe off when you wash your face tonight. You have to do what God's commanded. This is the Lord's Passover. To be kept forever. To be kept forever. God put a difference between Egypt and the Israelites. And God will put a difference between those who are keeping his covenant and have Yeshua in their hearts. He will put a difference. He will put a difference. Verse 8, And all these thy servants shall come down unto me and bow down themselves unto me, saying, Get thee out, and all the people that follow thee, and after that, I will go. And he went from Pharaoh in a great anger. And the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh shall not hearken to you, that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. Pharaoh wasn't going to hearken. God knew that. Why? Because he, he was going to, to bring them out with a strong hand. He was going to punish Egypt for their serving of the wrong God. God was making a point. God was making a point. Exodus 13, 1 through 16. Nekoho. 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 Exodus 13. 1. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Sanctify unto me the firstborn. Whatsoever opens the wound among the children of Israel, both man and beast, is mine. Who owns the firstborn? God. God. Are you firstborn? God owns you. And Moses said to the people, remember this day in which you came out from Egypt, out of the house of bondage. For by strength of hand, the Lord brought you out from this place. There shall be no unleavened bread be eaten. This day came you out in the month of Abed. And it shall be when the Lord shall bring thee into the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Havitites, the Jesuitites, he which he swear unto thy fathers to give to thee. 
a land flowing with milk and honey, that thou shalt keep this service in this month. And it shall be when the Lord shall bring thee into the land of the, excuse me, I, I uh, lost my place. Verse 6, seven days thou shalt eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day shall be a feast unto the Lord. Unleavened bread shall be eaten seven days, and there shall be no leavened bread be seen with thee, neither shall there be leaven seen with thee in all thy quarters. And thou shalt show thy son in that day, and shall say, This is done because of that which the Lord did unto me when I came out of Egypt. And it shall be a sign unto thee, Upon thy hand and a memorial between thy eyes that the Lord's law may be in thy mouth. For with a strong hand has the Lord brought thee out of Egypt. Do you see how important Pesach is? Do you see how important it is? It's a command of God. It is a command of God. It's not optional. It's not optional. Let me tell you something. You get behind a car and you start driving a car here in the United States. It is not optional that you have a driver's license. If you get stopped by a policeman, and you do not have a driver's license, you will be punished for that. It's not an option. You are to have a driver's license. Passover, Pesach is not optional with God. It's not an option. We'd like it to be. We'd prefer it to be. We we told ourselves it was the commandment is a commandment, and it shall be verse nine for a sign to thee in thy hand and a memorial upon thine eyes that the Lord's law may be in thy mouth, for as a strong hand God brought thee forth out of Egypt, and thou therefore shall keep the ordinance of this. From season, for this season, from year to year. And it shall be when the Lord shall bring thee into the land of the Canaanites, as he sware unto thee and to thy fathers to give thee, that thou shalt set apart unto the Lord all that opens the matrix, and every first wing that comes of the beast which thou hast, the male shall be the Lord. And every first wing of an ass thou shalt redeem with the lamb. And if thou shalt not redeem it, then thou shalt break his neck. And all the firstborn of man among thy children shalt thou redeem. And it shall be when thy son asks thee in time to come, saying, What is this? That thou shalt say to him, By strength of hand the Lord brought us out of the land of Egypt. From the house of bondage. And it shall come to pass. When Pharaoh would hardly let us go. 
the Lord slew all the firstborn of the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. Therefore, I sacrifice to the Lord all that opens the matrix, being males, and all the firstborn of my children I redeem. And it shall be for a token upon thy hand and for frontlets between thine eyes. For by strength of hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt. The firstborn. The firstborn. God said the firstborn are mine. Exodus twenty two twenty nine. And thou shalt not delay to offer the firstborn of thy ripe fruits, or excuse me, the first of thy ripe fruits, and of thy liquors, and the firstborn of thy sons thou shalt give unto me. Thou shalt not delay means you're not going to hold it back. God said your first fruits are mine. Your first fruits are mine. People bring the first fruits of Passover. People bring the first fruits Sukkot because it's a commandment. Because it's a commandment. Exodus 34, 18 through 21. The feast of unleavened bread shall thou keep. Seven days thou shalt not shall eat unleavened bread as I have commanded thee. In the time of the month of the bid, for the month of the bid thou came out of Egypt. All that opened the matrix is mine. Every firstling among thy cattle, whether ox or sheep, or that is male. But the firstling of the ass thou shalt redeem with a lamb, and thou shalt redeem shall. And if thou redeem him not, then thou shalt break his neck. All the firstborn of thy sons thou shalt redeem, and none shall appear before me empty. Six days thou shalt work, but on the seventh thou shalt rest. In earing time and in harvest, even when it's the busy season, you are to keep Shabbat. This is all principles that God set down. God put it down for us so he could bless us. He put it down for us, for you and me. It's right here in his word. And yet, we were taught, or we choose, we make excuses, we decide it's not that important. But it is important. It's important. It was important to God. It was important to God. You know, he could have he could have changed history. He could have caused Joseph to not be sold as a slave. He could have caused Potiphar's wife not to accuse him falsely. He could have got out of jail when he interpreted the dreams of those two other prisoners. 
But God had a plan. God knew that he was bringing his son to this earth to become that one sacrificial lamb to cover our sin that began in the Garden of Eden. God had a plan. God had a plan. And yet we, we all come up with a better idea. I remember years ago there was a commercial, a light bulb would come on. I can't remember what company it was, but some, whatever the advertisement was, they'd pull the string and the light bulb would come on and they'd say, we had a better idea. We had a better idea, God. We'll just have Yeshua as Lord and Savior, but we won't have to keep that Jewish Sabbath stuff. We'll have the Christian Sabbath. God said it won't work. You have to do it the way I told you. You have to be willing and obedient. There's a plague coming. Millions are going to die. Are you prepared? Are you keeping the covenant? God will make a difference. God will make a difference. But it's up to you and I be willing and obedient for him to make that difference between you and the world. Let's pray. Some of you that you have you've backslidden from keeping Shabbat. You've backslidden from keeping the festival. You've backslidden from your tithes and offerings. You've backslidden from your prayer time and your study time. You've backslidden from keeping and producing fruit. If that's you, I want you to pray with me. Father, I repent. I repent, Father, for failing to keep my end of your covenant. I repent, Father, 
for thinking I have a better idea. I repent, Father. I repent for my sin. Now I ask for your, for the blood of Yeshua, that sacrificial lamb, to cover my sin. Father, I repent and I turn from it. And I will begin to keep your covenant. I will begin to keep Shabbat. I will begin to keep the feast. I will begin to tithe. I will begin to study, to pray. I will begin to bear fruit. In the mighty name of Yeshua. Now there's somebody, you've got, you've got something going on with your hand. I don't know if it's carpal tunnel, but there you've got something going on with your hands. I want to pray for you. Anyone else you have something going on, you just put your hand wherever it is. In the name of Yeshua, I speak healing. Satan, take your lying symptoms off of them. They're healed from the top of their head to the tip of their toes. In the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. I want to thank each of you for tuning in today. And I want to remind you that with God, all things are possible. Shalom. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.